Welcome to Coffee with Michelle, a podcast I created using messy action so I could share super fun and random stories with 30 of my closest friends. Welcome to episode number 19. So today's going to be a little different. My my whatever audio is going to shift a little there for a hot second. But today's going to be shorter on the front end, and then I'm going to roll into a candid interview with one of my clients. She came to me with this idea, which I'd never really thought about, and I go, oh, you know what? I think it would be fascinating. Um, So we're going to do that, but first I thought I would just share a few things. I had nothing too crazy new in my world, trying to like adjust and figure out my new normal now that I have uh, this new boyfriend who is so fun. So fun and just, yeah, trying to like recalibrate how I tackle life, which has been really interesting. And had coffee with the girls yesterday. They're doing really well. <laughs> They're doing well. Let's see. It had been a couple weeks because Barb is always so busy, that one. um, She's very stressed out about the neighbors from Oregon. They still haven't mowed their lawn. They have not mowed the lawn and it's pretty high. So it's caused a lot of side conversations. It has definitely, um, definitely caused some added stress. Now my guy, I almost used his real name, which whatever (laughs) he obviously comes over to visit um, and they haven't said anything about that, which I'm surprised that Winnie hasn't mentioned it, the frequency or whatever. Um, but uh, they asked how it was going. I said, really well. Barb's like, well, girl, I can't host the shower, the wedding shower. You're going to have to do it at your place, she said to Winnie. And they both started laughing. And let's see. So Barb hosted Mother's Day at her house, which she was pretty excited about which was really cute. Uh, She had a house full. She had cars everywhere, so that was kind of fun to see for her. But it had been a couple weeks, and so her phone rang, and Barb's phone will show up because she has cable, like actual proper cable. Um, The phone, the caller ID shows up on the television, and so it said wireless caller, and it has that, like, uh, audible... What the hell is that called where it reads it out loud? <laughs> anyway, it's like wireless caller. It can't even say caller the right way. It's like, what is happening with technology in Barb's house? So anyway, wireless caller. And she says, no idea who that is, but they call me all the time. So she doesn't answer it. And the answer machine picks up and it's like, hey, it's Winnie trying to see if we're having coffee today. And I could not stop laughing. Um, that she didn't know Winnie's number. So anyway, I said, I'll call her from my cell phone. And so I let her know coffee was on and she ended up coming over. And Barb got a ton of phone calls that morning. She had a call from Winnie, of course. Then she had a call from another wireless number that she answered. But I was talking to Winnie, so we don't know what that was. Then a call from Airco to work on her air conditioner. And then she got a call from her son and she <laughs> she tried to answer the phone. And I got to tell you, Barb is the sweetest human on the planet. So soft spoken and sweet and always dressed all cute with their little starch shirts and slacks and earrings and just the sweetest thing. 
And I've only seen her like get annoyed a few times. Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton really get her riled up because they're all over the magazines. A magazine that Barb does not even want to receive, but she has had a subscription for like 10 years because she feels too guilty canceling it. And I think it's like, I think it's like Us Weekly or something. Oh, she's just so amazing. So anyway, her son called and she's trying to answer the phone. She lifts it off the cradle, can't get it to work. It's still ringing. She's trying to hit the button and she kind of lost her shit, which I've never seen. She said, <laughs> I wish I had a visual to go with this, but she's like, ooh, and she like got really loud like that and started like hitting the phone. And I looked over at Winnie and I go, I'll be damned. I said, she doesn't get mad often, but it's pretty funny when she does. And Winnie shot me a look like, mm-hmm. And I said, well, I said, she only gets mad if you talk about floozy women or uh, Gwen Stefani. And she's like, or Blake Shelton or television or church or. (laughs) She started listing off all these things that get Barb all riled up. But it is cute. When she went through that Gwen, Gwen Stefani rage phase was hysterical because she would hold that magazine up and go girl i'm so sick of hearing about these two. Oh my god it's just so freaking cute um nothing too crazy we talked about of course the neighbors that have them on the lawn and what they're going to do about that barb's really stressed out about it and then we have the house on the other side the lady of the manor is what they call her Winnie said, well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but she put up a sign on her front door. There's like a little white paper or something. And then also something on the mailbox. And I said, you know, I think that says no soliciting because she put it up. I'm just as bad as they are. I'm just as bad as they are or just as good. Depends on how you're looking at it, right? Uh, I said, no, she put that up the day after that Vivint freaking door camera guy came through and he hit all of us up and it was really I think I talked about that on here I'm not positive um it was really funny uh between the three of us the guy just totally experiencing our lives and interfering and just a mess so anyway I said I think she put that up after that because we do get a bunch of freaking solicitors like who the hell is buying something door to door these days Who's knocking on the door? I had a guy one time, little pain in my ass. God, what was it? I think I might have even been on a client call, which I do on Zoom. And my office like faces my front door and I do have the drapes open so I can see the front door. Um, Anyway, this little jackass doorbell, doorbell, doorbell. And of course, Chica's going nuts. And of course, I'm not going to answer. I got up. I closed the door to my office. Knock, knock, knock. Doorbell, doorbell, doorbell. And I'm like, (sighs) I can feel my heart beating in my throat because I hate being distracted on client sessions. I'm lucky it doesn't happen more often because I do have a dog, but it's pretty rare, surprisingly. And I'm like, oh, my God, this little dude isn't freaking leaving. And... I, I, I swear to God, well, I always exaggerate. So I want to say it was 10 minutes, so it was probably only five. But I said, oh, can you hold on a moment? 
and I muted myself and I got up and I calmly, like a raging lunatic, calmly walked to my front door, jerked the damn thing open. And I said, I hope there's an emergency. And he's like, I wanted to talk to you about uh, getting a new roof or something. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I used it as an opportunity to educate him. Unsolicited coaching. (laughs) I taught him all about the sales process and how that works and what you're not supposed to do. And I kind of lost my shit a little bit. So I, I did it as politely as I could, but I was for sure annoyed. So if you are a door-to-door salesperson, for the love of everything in this pla- on this planet, get a different job. And if you're not going to, uh, don't aggressively knock trying to force me to answer it. Because if I finally do, I'm going to be real pissed off about it. Okay? I'd be curious to know if anybody has actually bought something from a door-to-door person. Speaking of door-to-door people, uh, what's going on with the Schwann's delivery guy? I've seen like two trucks in the last 20 years of my life. As a kid, it seemed like they were everywhere. I didn't even know they were still around, and I think I posted about it on Facebook, and people are like, oh yeah, I order from them all the time. I'm like, what? Uh, what? How? Like... I swear to God, I've seen two Schwann's trucks in the last 20 years. So it's confusing. Maybe they just hang out in the burbs, the suburbs. Because I've certainly never. I definitely have had people try to sell me on windows, roofing, fucking cameras, life insurance, um, all kinds of stuff. Never have I had a guy knock and say, you want some nuggies? You want some frozen nuggies? You want some chicken a la king? You want some uh, push-up pops? Because I'd probably say yes. You know? So maybe that's a door-to-door I wouldn't be too upset about. But anyway, I'm going to shut the hell up because I'm getting ready to interview my client. And I I think I covered everything with the barb. I mean, there really wasn't much. They asked how the boyfriend was doing, told them great. They both think he's so cute. They've seen pictures. They have not met him. I've had a lot of you ask about that. He will meet them soon enough, but they have not met And all is well, all is well in the world. So I am going to stop talking now so I can hop off and hop on to Zoom and record the interview with my client. The audio is probably going to be a little different because this I, I speak directly into my little boom mic and the other is going to be through Zoom. So I am going to seriously shut up now. Bye. Okay, here we go. I am going to interview one of my clients. And I mentioned this a little on Facebook. And I've told a few of you that listen regularly about it. And you guys are super excited. So I'm going to introduce you to her. You cannot see her because you guys are not on video, but we are. Um, But her name is Lauren Maldewan. And I've known Lauren since 2019. We actually met at an in-person event in Dallas and became fast friends. And the rest is kind of history. We've worked together for quite a while now. And I'll have uh, Lauren go ahead and say a few things about yourself. But welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me on. This is super exciting and happy to be the the first guest on Coffee with Michelle. (laughs) So yes, I do remember when we met each other for the first time. It was really cute. And we did become fast friends. So that's good. You're always inspiring me to you know, be my own best friend. And I love that. You're always getting me to do funny things too, like the, the shoe tying 
story. We'll have to tell that later. <laughs> oh yeah. You'll have to tell that. As you know, I have a horrible memory. Um, yeah. Oh, that was part of, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I kind of remember. You and, yeah. You encouraged us to do, to ask a question to somebody that you thought for sure the answer would be no. Yeah. And it was the, the, the goofier, the, goofier the better. So after my half marathon, I went up to a random stranger and said, I'm so sorry. I can't bend down the time I shoot. Can you do it for me? And he did. And we got it on video. <laughs> yeah. That was the get rejected game. Everybody the was supposed to ask game. something outlandish to get rejected. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yours was so funny. And I for think you were the only one that had video. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was fun. That was the start of us like really working together, which was really cool. Yeah, it's so, so fun. So anyway, so Lauren had, we connected and she floated the idea by about uh, coming here, coming on the podcast to do an interview. And I was like, oh my God, that would be so fun. And I think it would also be interesting for you, the listener, to just hear a candid conversation between Lauren and I, because we don't really have all that much time to talk just as friends which mm-hmm. we easily could. You could put us in a room for a weekend and we would never run out of things to talk about. Yeah. And so we primarily only have the coach client relationship, which obviously is more one-sided because that's what it is. Um, so this will be fun for us, I think, even to just like have a, a candid conversation. And Lauren is such a brave one. She, We have no rules here. Nothing yeah. is off limits and <laughs> we're just going to kind of roll with it. But I, I did offer the idea of having a safe word just in case. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> just in case I bring something up and you're like, you know what, bitch, I'm not into that one. Let's not talk about that so much. So uh, let's see. Our safe word could be gorilla. Sounds great. How's that? Gorilla. Get off my back, gorilla. There we go. <laughs> no, okay. It. So let's see. We're so always- let's kind of dig in. If you want to give, give us kind of an idea, give the listeners kind of an idea of like before you and I started working together and what you were primarily wanting to accomplish, just so they have an, an idea of where you've been as far as where you started anyway. Right. I, I started as a student of the life coach school as doing that, which is the same life coaching that you studied. Mm -hmm. And when I met you at the conference, um, then we became friends, pandemic happened, we became, you started that great Facebook group that I know helped a lot of people. And so that's how I got to know you a little bit more and kind of your coaching style, which I love is very professional, but we always have a good time. (laughs) Um, And we had, I remember we had a you had gifted me a one-on-one session. Um, I, I think I won it for some, one of your contests, which was very cool. And in that session, we identified through kind of an emotional conversation that really my big goal is just to become my own best friend and know how to have my back. And I'd never, it was the first time that I really identified, oh yeah, this is, this is what could really give me my best self is to love myself and have my own back in many situations. So that's really where our work I think has been in all, all yeah. of the many facets of my life. Yeah. So I do, do the skincare business. I have, um, exercising and nutrition as a goal and some body image stuff and, um, relationships. I, could, do we, do we add more to that list? I don't know. <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I think we can just, even think of all of them right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could pull up your notes. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I had forgotten all about that free session. I had forgotten years all ago. about it. Yeah, that was Your, years your clients ago. will know that years ago. 
Yeah. Years yeah. ago, everything yeah. was Even either it was yesterday or years ago. Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's been really interesting because, and it's a pretty common thing I see, obviously with a lot of my clients is that kind of that negative self-talk. Um, we all for sure have that. It's what, how we respond to that part of us that really matters. What's interesting with you and Lauren has such an active part of her brain that is so good at fixing problems that it actually has a list of problems that she needs to fix about who she is. We call it Mr. Clipboard. I was going to say, we've nicknamed (laughs) my inner critic as Mr. Clipboard and he's right there taking notes all the time. It's, I just, I used to really check in with him hourly and I was thinking that my relationship with Mr. Clipboard has really changed through the years and even even before we met, but also like the work that we've done is really figuring out the relationship with that honesty and accountability part of myself and how that can really help me move forward instead of work against me. So keeping me on the path. (laughs) Yeah, Because I think for a long time, like, and this is pretty common, right? There's the idea that if I have these thoughts there, I need to solve these problems. And the goal was to get those thoughts to stop, but they, they never will, especially for you. Right. Like Like, inviting him to the conference table has been one of our analogies that has worked really helpful. And the latest one was, is the cave analogy, which I feel like you could explain really better than me. (laughs) Yeah. So it's for those of you that don't follow the, the life coachy stuff, but I have a very scientific chart I use with with a lot of my clients, I actually created it for a presentation I gave at this women's conference. And it's actually quite silly, but it kind of shows the process of growth. We're either moving towards the cave, which is like safety, the comfort zone. Even if we're miserable, we love that comfort zone. We are like hardwired to want to feel safe. And then there, there is the, the alternative is you're going out after something new, which feels super scary, like a turtle without a shell. And so Lauren's like cave looked like self-criticism, having the the negative self-talk and then responding to that as if it was like CNN breaking news and trying to solve all these problems that didn't actually exist mm-hmm. and often created them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Lauren <laughs> is- People that know me, know me as like a miss fix it and yeah. they don't have any clue as to how much I'm playing miss fix it for myself all the time. Yes. Yeah. Because, and that's, and I, I haven't really talked about human design on here much at all, but I dug into Lauren's human design and that is part of like her gift to the world is she can fix a lot of problems. So if you're ever in a crisis, call Lauren. Uh, but the problem is she like got high on her own supply. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, I think and really there's no problem to fix. I'm all yeah. good <laughs> with a yeah. little room for improvement, but I see that now as being different. And one of the things that we worked on right away was time management. Yeah. I have a lot of probably traumatic thoughts about time and that there's not enough time. And anyone who knows me knows that being on time is a huge challenge for me. And so we've really dug into working on that. And I see people in my life, like noticing a difference, Um, not every time because we have to find middle ground, but there are flights to catch. And sometimes I catch them. And most of the time, if I decide to catch them, I do. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I catch them. I'm sweating and I've knocked a few kids over, but I'm on the damn fly. I'm on the plane. (laughs) Yes. I made it. And sometimes it's a 
you know, relaxed entry and I get to, you know, get Starbucks on the way to the flight. So that's good. Yeah. That's so fun. And you're, you're one of my, we're like analogy sisters. Like I can drop an analogy with you and you like run with it. And then next thing you know, we've created this whole new thing. Yes. I'm Um, out of the weeds and I'm not hugging a cactus. We're good. Yes. Not French kissing the cactus, right? The French kissing the cactus. That was a good one. Yeah. But speaking of analogies, um, speaking of analogies, I think with your Mr. Clipboard, if we think of like, use like a road trip, for example, like Mr. Clipboard used to drive your car and had you tied up in the trunk. And now you're driving the car and Mr. Clipboard's like tiny in a little car seat in the back seat with a pacifier. (laughs) There we go. I think, yes. If anybody, I know you've gotten people, a lot of people turned on to TikTok. And I feel like if you've seen the TikTok that says you can leave a review on Yelp and I won't read it, that's my new version of Mr. Clipboard. (laughs) Tell me about that. I haven't seen that. Tell me. Well, now I'll have to make that as a reel, right? But yeah, yeah, it says you can leave a review on Yelp and I won't read it. (laughs) And it's like, okay, the review's there. The criticism is there on the clipboard. If I want to go to that you've read David Goggins book, like that mirror of accountability. If I want to use that in a way of being really honest with myself and seeing a need for improvement, then I can, but I don't need to check in with every single criticism that's there. Yeah. So it's kind of like having, it's almost like that part of your brain gives you a list every day. Like, um, these are like Mr. Clipboard has a little megaphone and he's like, okay, these are all the things you need to fix. And then you can consciously look at and go, okay, which of these do I actually want to take on and work towards not even fixing so much, but yeah. And well, and free up some, free up some brain space so that I have some room for self-love in addition to, okay, this is something I really want to work towards. Yeah. Yeah. And set goals with a healthy, with the healthy outcome. Yeah. And I think it's, it really, I was thinking about this with coaching. I think it's one of the hardest, like one of the hardest parts about being a coach is like, especially with you and you and I were doing all that work and you were so hard on yourself and it was, it's so hard for like, I have to really like coach myself ahead of time to show up clean and just hold space for you. Cause I want to go, look, you did this really well. You did this really well. And like, right. it, it's hard not to want to fix that for you and just learning how to just have patience and let you find that on your own is really hard as a coach. Cause I can see all these amazing qualities about yourself. It's almost, and I used this with another client the other day. It's, it's like, we're both watching the same movie, but you have your right eye closed and you can only see half of the screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, yes. there's a whole screen over here. You're not even looking at. Right. So that's I agree. Really interesting. I think so too. Hmm. Sorry. I had to take a drink of coffee because it actually no, is coffee good. with Michelle. <laughs> it is coffee with Michelle. I should have gotten mine. Okay. So I think recently we did some really interesting work. Do you want to talk about the trip to Florida? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That was a fun one. Yeah. So we have, you tell your part and then I'll come in like the lead up to the trip and then I'll add my little piece to it. Yes. Um, you know, I was going to say real fast about what you said before, just that now I show up to calls and I can immediately tell you wins like, Oh, I got to tell you this win for the week. You know, I've got like five things I need to tell you right now that I'm so proud of myself for. So that it's interesting to see the growth when I think back to when we first started, when I was really hard on myself and checking in with that critic. That's a really good point. You had a hard time coming up with any wins back then. Right. Right. Um, Yes. And now it's like, I recognize them. And I also recognize, well, we can get into that later, but I recognize when 
I can catch myself now being critical and being like, oh, wait, don't check in just yet. Let's, let's be objective here. And anyway, when it came to the Florida trip, so I recently took a trip with a girlfriend um, who's from Chicago. She and I ran a half marathon together and just became fast, like long distance friends. So this was a fun time for us to connect and get together for a little beach trip. The fun thing about it was that I really don't take trips on my own. And so for mama to mama of two to get away and have, you know, girl time was really special and, you know, just exciting. I felt like I had my own back and even just planning the trip. But leading into the trip, so we had a, a coaching session right before, and I had looked for, you know, a few dresses, like, oh, we're in Florida, we got to have some fun sundresses to wear out to dinner or whatever. And I really had a bad experience in a store, in the dressing room, looking at myself in this dress, just like, oh, you know, this, I don't like the dress on me. And unfortunately, it didn't stop at the dress. It turned into like, when am I going to lose weight? When am I going to like really you know, be accountable with nutrition and I don't like my body and I don't like the way this looks on me and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it just, it went on and it was flooding through and really kind of frustrating my um, flow going into the trip. Sorry, I got a call and I'm like, oh, no mm. worries. Yeah, send a voicemail. Sorry. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> never happened on a Zoom. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, that was where I was like in a, just a bad body image space. And I knew I needed to get out of it before I went on the Florida trip. And I feel like you should probably explain kind of what your advice was to me. Yeah, it was fun. So I'm a big fan of homework. And, and so Lauren, yeah, we went through the coaching session like that. And I said, okay, here's, here's what I'm going to give you for homework. I want you to go into this trip and I want you to have like a shallow house Saturday where you wake up and just pretend you're the most gorgeous person on the beach. You have the best body ever. You're super confident and just own the day. Like, because it's hard to do that organically when you have so much negative self-talk, of course, but if you can like pretend you're an actress, right? Go into it and just pretend just to see yeah. what that experience feels like for you. And then you actually do the homework, which is so fun. Not right. all clients do, um, which is fine. It's their own journey, but talk about that day. Cause I, I, yes, would, so I that day, have more questions about that too. Yeah. So, um, what's really funny too, is that I lost my voice while I was on the trip. And <laughs> so I don't, I don't know why that's a, an important side note, but I just thought, um, I, I, you know what it, what it is, what is important about losing my voice was that I actually had a, a lot of time to be quiet, which I'm usually not. I'm usually the one chit chatting constantly and talking way too much, but my, um, time to myself, I remembered the homework and I thought, okay, this is, this is what we're doing. You know, we're not, we're, I thought of that Amy Poehler movie and I wish I knew the name of it. We'll find out later, but where she knocks her head out falling off the spin bike and she wakes up and realizes oh, like, sure. I am beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I feel like it's important to note that I don't feel terrible about myself very often. Like, I think it's easy to have a day like that. Ultimately, I feel like I do have confidence in the way that I, in my appearance, mm -hmm. but this, this particular trip, I was like, that was the homework. I got to pretend that I'm gorgeous, you know? Yeah. And so I did, I actually um, took a few dresses. I didn't buy the dress that I tried on and we decided to just blame it on the dress. That was a little wonky, but I did take uh, a Lily Pulitzer dress that was already in my closet. 
and decided to wear it to dinner. And we went to dinner and it just happened to be right upstairs from the Lily Pulitzer store in St. Armand Circle in Sarasota. And we went, or just outside Sarasota, and we went to dinner and somebody um, that was at dinner said, hey, you got it. Your dress reminds me of that store that's downstairs. And I was like, yeah, it actually is a Lily Pulitzer dress. So anyway, we went, to, she said, you'll have to take a picture in front of the store when we leave. So as we're walking home from dinner, I was like, oh, I remembered. And I was like, oh, the picture. Now, mind you, we've already taken about 10 minutes taking pictures of us to document this great conversation that we had and great moment as we're leaving the restaurant. So we find ourselves in front of the store and I'm like, okay, just real fast, like, oh, get a picture of me. And I'm not kidding you. We spent like 10 seconds just taking the photo. I didn't look at it before we left. Turns out it was a great photo to capture the moment. I just decided to do like a little twirl and it totally captured the way I was feeling inside with the action I was taking with that homework. Like it just, it just felt like confidence in a picture. (laughs) Yeah. It actually made me a little emotional because I could see that in you. I could totally see that you were fully into it at that point. And Mm -hmm. it is such a good picture. I mean, you looked amazing. Of course, the dress was gorgeous, but like your energy in that picture was really, it was really fascinating to see that. Yes. And so I think cool. that's where, I think that's where the whole confidence comes from in the first place of, I'm not really out to be this, you know, beautiful, gorgeous model or anything, but I do want to feel confident like that yeah, yeah. and, and be able to, you know, give value to others in a way that is, makes them feel confident too. And so to feel that, to feel it and then capture it in the picture was a special moment. Yeah, it was, it really was so cool. I'm so glad you took that picture and it would have been so easy for you not to do that homework. So I'm so glad, especially having lost your voice. And that's what, so we tried to do our session because you, our session is Friday morning and you got back, Mm -hmm. I think on Thursday. Yes. We we had our session, but you had lost your voice. So we just quickly touched base and then rescheduled. But the one thing you said that really like stopped me in my tracks and I, I don't always have these types of sessions. They, I don't know. They happen fairly regularly, but where it's like, I get off and I go, holy shit, that was really powerful. And it makes me just kind of reconfigure the way I think of things and how I structure my coaching. And you said to me, you said, um, it was such a good experience and you, oh, that's what you said. You said, it's such a waste to not do this more often. Yes, it's such a waste yes. of energy. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's so profound. Right. Just to spend any time criticizing myself. And um, one thing people might find interesting is that I do um, a public speaking club called Toastmasters. And so I get to practice doing speeches in front of people, which is usually like the number one thing people don't want to do is public speaking. But you challenged me to do a speech on the zero that beating yourself up. There's zero, sorry. There's zero upside to beating yourself up. Mm, Yeah. And that was really my realization after that trip was, and I I think little pieces of it have been coming all along, but that was a big aha moment for me of just how much time goes to waste when I spend my time thinking about negativity with a negative or like coming from a a mindset that I'm not enough and not just with not just appearance, but so many other things where, you know, my inner critic goes to town and tells me that I'm not good enough in certain areas. And really that, that, that negative 
energy just drains so much. And it is so fascinating that as humans, that's what we do, right? We're hardwired to do that. And it really is interesting now, having done this as long as I have, how easy it is for us to focus on the shitty part of any circumstance. Um, like the default, yeah, or default. Yeah, it's just that default. And for some reason, we really, and I'm seeing it differently now. I'm just thinking about it differently and some stuff I'm putting together for a new program. But we, it, interrupting that cycle is pretty easy, right? You just have to have, you just have to be willing to look at it, which doesn't feel fun. I mean, it's simple. It's not always easy. But for some reason, people fucking love, they love the comfort of that pain. Mm -hmm. It's like pain disguised as safety. Yeah. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, I had this experience at a conference that I went to where we were asked to write down a list of things we didn't like about our body, like physical things. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote, it was very silent in this auditorium with 4,000 women and maybe a couple guys, but we were writing down this list and I got to the end of the list. And then the um, speaker said, okay, I'm going to ask you to be really vulnerable in this moment, which if you follow Brene Brown, like vulnerability is a huge (laughs) thing for her um, and can be so powerful for people. But we were asked to share with the neighbor and with the person sitting next to us. Oh, share your list. Share your list, read your list out loud. And we were asked to hold space for the person, not critique, not say, oh, are you kidding? Your nose is perfect. It's so cute. Not, none of that. Just listen to them and nothing else. Yeah. And the girl next to me, now I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty good at being an open book and telling you all the secrets, but yeah. the girl next to me nearly lost her shit. I mean, she was like, oh my God, oh my God, I cannot do this. I cannot, you know, she's just having a horrible time with it, but I do for me, it was powerful reading my list, even with me being an open book about a lot of things. And for her, I do feel like it was powerful for her as well. And for us to just realize like, Hey, it's okay to go there, but don't give it so much energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is interesting. And I, you know, there's the one line I use, like your, your current reality is someone else's goal. Mm, and it's, I really get to see this. Like I've had multiple occasions where I'll coach like three people in one day where each person says, if only they had this thing, they would be happy. And the person I just coached had that thing, but they were definitely not happy. And even like with something as simple as a body, I have one client who's so hard on herself, so hard on her body and just constant pain, pain, pain. It's like, okay, yeah you have cellulite, but you have two functioning legs, right? Yeah. Maybe you have a flat ass, but you, whatever you have strong arms. I mean, there's all, there are two sides to every coin and it's just such a waste of energy to focus on the things we don't enjoy about our bodies because we could come back as a fucking grasshopper in our next lifetime. Then Then you're going to be like, God, I wish I would have appreciated. (laughs) I wish I would have appreciated what I had back then. 100%. And like just the ability and being grateful for what your body can do and gets to do is so powerful, I think. And in my running practice, that has been huge for me to just have gratitude for the movement that my body can do. Yeah, because it is pretty amazing. There are a lot of people that mm -hmm. would love to be able to even just walk, let alone be able to run, right? Let alone a half marathon. Right. 
Without I a mean, toenail, might we add. Lauren right. completed oh. a half marathon missing uh, a toenail. Well, yes, exactly. It, it, <laughs> if you had told me you're going to get to run a half marathon, but you're going to have to lose a couple toenails along the way in the training process. Uh, I don't know if I still want to do it, but I'm, I'm doing a marathon now and I'm still, <laughs> you know, the toenails may go. One of the posters when I was running said toenails to heaven. Loved it. It was my favorite poster. Oh, like, no. That's for me. That's for me. <laughs> By the way, if anybody's a runner and, uh, you know, this is my Miss Fix It coming out, but got to share. If you're a runner, if you lose a toenail, go to the nail salon. They can do a little acrylic on top of your skin, just attached to your cuticle. Your sandal season will be saved. What? Yes. It they works. just glue that effing thing. They to take it like the tips, you know, like the little cardio like a French nails. mannequin. <laughs> yeah. Like a little fringe manicure down there. Oh, they just glue a little tip on with the nail glue, add some acrylic on top, file it down. Well, you does gotta, it just you got a toenail? It just no. flops around. No, just uh, it works perfect. Off to, off to yeah, post send me a picture. Another post. I need to see this. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that terrifies me. Yes. It really wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't like somebody just taking pliers and ripping out your toenail. It's just, you know yeah oh good goodness we're going tmi here yeah sorry <laughs> guys sorry oh gorilla gorilla <laughs> gorilla let's not talk about gross gorilla, gorilla. Yeah. oh my god that's so funny but no it really has been a lot of fun working with you and watching you kind of and we went through that phase remember how frustrated you would get you're like why am i still doing this why am i still oh, right. that's like this um little no man's land we all go through but a lot of these things, because most of my clients, unless they're like my life or clients where we just do general life coaching every week, we're working on like one belief structure or one goal or whatever. Um, and it is like a Jenga tower. Sometimes we find a real meaty one right up front where it's an immediate shift. And it's like, holy shit, I will never see life the same. Mm -hmm. But other times you have to pull all those little Jenga blocks out. And it's like, okay, it's got to tumble at some point. Which one is it going to be? And I think for you, yours was like the roots were deep enough that we needed to almost dismantle the entire tower. And yeah, then, it was a lot of little pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, and I think the other big thing that's helped me is what I would say, finding the middle ground in, in your Jenga analogy, it would be like, maybe the pieces don't need to completely crumble that would be like kind of a destination type event that's oh, happening oh interesting and, and maybe it's just a practice that for the rest of your life when Celebrate you are gap. mindful about your thoughts you're gonna pick pieces apart and sometimes you're gonna build the tower higher and sometimes you might put that piece to the side and you know it's just a it's a way of playing the game you just get, you're still Jenga. in the game yes yeah. So, so that's, the, the phrase that's really helped me is it's a direction, not a destination. And I find it's just, it's the pathway, it's the process. And I don't need to necessarily, I, there's goals. I'm definitely striving for certain goals, yeah. but once I get to that goal, it's not the end game. It's there's, it's a practice, you know, it's lots of continued work. Let me see if I can find a different way of explaining. I feel like four different ways of explaining in there, but no, that that's makes been really helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I went through that in my earlier adult life. I, um, for sure was always chasing like safety and security and it helped me create a lot of amazing things in my life. It's a hard way to do it. I mean that 
chasing safety is uh, it's a painful fuel to use as a motivator. Um, but I remember like, cause I grew up pretty poor. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Probably not, but I grew up pretty poor. So I was always like, yeah, I have to have financial stability. I'm not going through that as an adult. And you know, you have these numbers in your mind. And I remember thinking like, oh, if I just had X amount in my savings account, I could chill out. I could relax. I had worked for the same company for like 25 years. And I still all the time would be afraid of getting fired because it was just part of that fuel for security and safety. Like, don't go getting all easy here because you're going to lose your job tomorrow. And I literally could have probably gotten away with a lot. (laughs) Um, But I remember the day I hit that number in my savings account and I was like, oh, I do not feel an ounce more secure than I did before at all because it's that same damn mindset, right? It's like, I'm not secure on my own. I have to have something externally that to make me feel safe. And I had to keep walking into that brick wall to see like, oh, I'm, there's nothing outside of me. That's going to make me feel safe. I have to kind of do that on my own. Same mentality as a number on the scale. You could could totally plan that like that. If you could see that one number hit on the scale, your life would be totally different. Yeah. You could get to that number. And if you haven't changed your mindset or thinking around something, then it's not going to be any different. So I realize that now. Yeah. It's funny. I remember when I was younger, I remember when I was younger, one time I lost weight and I was like, Whoa, now I can eat what I want. I was probably like 22 and I literally just went back to eating the same way I did before. And of course I gained the weight back. Um, but yeah, it's all mindset. Yeah. It's all mindset. It's so fun. It's so interesting. What what I, I was just going to say, what I think about a lot is how to inspire this kind of in my own business, how do I inspire other people, especially other women, because I think women are so critical on themselves mm-hmm. or to themselves. How do we inspire them to start taking action is kind of my big, what I try to wrap my head around. Like, how can I inspire somebody else to have this experience of realizing that you don't need to beat yourself up as much as you do <laughs> or at all? <laughs> let's just, let's yeah. end that. But it's so, it is so hard to end you can't just say okay I'm not doing that anymore I mean you can but it's obviously a process to get to where you feel differently I guess it's it's a trip because I was thinking about this the other day when I first started going to therapy my damn therapist must have been like holy shit (laughs) and I remember I think I had had in my mind I'd had a horrible week I think I I didn't work the weekend I mean everything in my life was career focused and And so I rattled off this list of things that I was beating myself up, beating myself up over. And she's like, well, but why are you thinking about yourself this way? And I'm like, oh no, these are true. And she's like, Mm, yes, she goes, let me look. Um, you're worthless. I go, I was this week. And she's like, because she doesn't work 70 hours this week. You're worthless. And I go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? What do you mean opinion? And I literally could not even see that I, I had, I God, I've done so much work in my own life, but I couldn't even see that. I was like, oh, this bitch wants me to be delusional. These are true. I'm not going to pretend they're not. Uh, and so it's really interesting to do that work, but it is hard to see that sometimes. And that's why help, whether it's a therapist or a life coach, having an objective third party come in and go, Hey, that's not actually a fact. Right. And you're like, what? Yes. Yeah. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. 
I think that um, one of the ways I've heard life coaching versus counseling, and you chime in here if you think this is true or different, but what I love about life coaching is that it doesn't really matter so much why you got to that point of feeling you're not enough. It's just, let's move forward. Let's go forward and start working on start. You can literally start working on it today with a 10 second change in your life. You know, like just little, little pieces can get you there. Yeah. And it's interesting. I I just described it quite similarly to my boyfriend last night. We were, we talked about that kind of what's the difference there. Um, It is interesting. And that's what I think therapy helps you understand how you got where you are and helps you heal that. And if you need diagnosing, that's hundred percent therapy. It's like, okay, I'm at this place in my life where I'm miserable and I can't understand why then therapy is like, I needed therapy desperately. If I, I mean, I couldn't have skipped therapy for sure. Um, and then it's like, okay, now I understand. I still want to be all the way over here. How do I get there? And so that's the therapy helps you understand how you got where you are. And so you can make sense of it, process it, deal with the things that haven't been healed, especially if you're in like trauma drive or fight or flight motivation, which I see a lot in my clients you have to heal that part of you. And then it's like, okay, this is what I want in my life. How do I become the version of me that gets that organically, which is kind of what I'm doing with the new bitch energy thing. Right. And that's where the life coaching comes in. Yeah. That's where the life coaching comes in. And that's my new group I'm working on. I haven't talked about that at all, but, um, cause you were in my first time. Yeah. And it's fun. (laughs) I stay in touch with all of you guys. A few, are still clients. Um, and the, the group coaching was so powerful too. It was really good to hear some of the other voices and where they were at with their thinking and how, you know, just powerful and being able to hear other people's stories, especially the way, if someone's willing to be vulnerable and you can kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And I think we had a lot of that. I mean, I think you were for sure vulnerable in that group and it, yeah. It was, I loved it. I was really pretty sad when it ended. I even thought about just adding an extra three months, but I was like, okay, I can't extend this just to make me feel better or whatever. And so I'm working on my, my next group, which I'm probably going to launch in June. And it's going to be based more around this whole new bitch energy concept that I developed for that one. Um, Because it's not, it's, it can be a lot of fun becoming a new version of yourself. It's not always easy, but it can, it can be fun and scary and it can mm-hmm. be exciting and terrifying. And it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. The group format's really interesting. Yeah. It, I have, I have to say, I've had a lot of fun in the work that we've done. It's yeah. always felt fun and getting, and I, you know, I can look back and see the growth and the difference in how I showed up then and you know, there's been, there's been a lot of growth. Yeah. It's fun. It's been really, it's so rewarding to be part of that. It really is. Cause I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to share vulnerable things with another person. It's been really fun. And it's, it's hard as a coach, like with you, cause I want to go Lauren, these things are amazing <laughs> about you and you're totally wasting all of them. Cause you're focused on this, but yeah. as a coach, that's not my job. <laughs> it's a, you're the, so I'm the head, you're the neck. You can help me, help me look and focus on something else. Yeah. That's how, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. That's a yeah. good way to think about it, but it is so fun to see like, and we've had several, like you've had several, I don't know if you'd call them breakthroughs, but like 
moments where I can tell you're not going to see it differently, where it just clicks. Mm-hmm. And those are yeah. always so fun. Those are always my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, um, the Florida trip was definitely one of those. Oh God. So. Yeah. Because after that call, I was like, huh, I remember hanging up the zoom with you and I looked at that picture and I was like, holy shit. And I was like, what a waste. I kept replaying what you said, like what a waste not to do this more often. And the funny thing is with people who are in a really negative mind space, like if, if you go up to them and go, yeah, but your life is amazing here. You have a great husband. You have these kids, you have this amazing job. They're going to be like, well, I'm not going to be delusional and pretend none of this is here. Right. It's like, you're convinced it's fact. Yeah. And you're being delusional the opposite way, right? You're being delusional in that you're pretending none of the good stuff exists. Mm -hmm. At least one version of that delusion serves you in the long run. Right. Right. It'll help you at least take steps that serve you. Right. And the funny thing is, is that what's delusional, you know, is that nothing changed except for my brain. Nothing changed. Mm, Yeah. Nothing. I still had the same body. Yep. In the dress that I had in my closet. (laughs) that I almost took back because I didn't love oh that one in the picture yes yes it still had the tags on it that night I had never worn it because (laughs) I I bought it for you know what I bought it for the the 40 over 40 photo shoot that I did um that was a local event to raise money for the women's shelter and I yeah I bought it for that I thought oh we we had like three outfits to choose for the photo shoot one of them was like a formal black and then we could to choose two others. And I thought, oh, I would love to have something bright and cheerful to, you know, match my sunny personality. But, and that was one of them, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to wear it for that. And I'm going to keep the tags on it. I love Nordstrom. So you can take anything back anytime. And I really was going to return it. And That's I'm so glad crazy. I did it. Yeah. So yeah, ripped the tags off that night. <laughs> felt gorgeous. Did my little twirl. And, you know, that is not on my Instagram page, but what? it will be. It will be. Yeah, that might yeah. have to be. This homework. is gonna deserve. A, this is gonna deserve uh, one of those. One of my long posts, long long yeah. posts. And so anyway, so people yeah, can so people good. can go there and read it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put you on the hot seat for a second. Sure, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> All right, two. I want you to give two pieces of advice to past Lauren. Let's say 2017 Lauren. If you could go back in time, mm-hmm. sit across from her when she was in the dumps. What, uh, what two pieces of advice would you give her based on what you know now? Oh, wow. Okay. Only two. Let me see if I can sum it up. Right, we have more. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's okay. But I, I think that, uh, the biggest thing would be to get awareness, mm. to find awareness around what would it look like? I think I would ask her the question, Hey, what would it look like if you just loved yourself and believed that you were enough Mm. in every way? What would it look like? What would change? What if you just made that thought? Like, what if you just opened your mind up to believing that you are enough and that you don't need to change anything? Mm. So that would be powerful. That would be like almost, I mean, it's almost like telling her what's that like, make like, what if you just made the decision to love yourself right now, even though it doesn't feel easy, mm-hmm. what would that yes. change? Like, because it is a decision. That's interesting. Okay. Well, I think, yes. Um, and I, I think the way I worded it is interesting because 
it's not just going back and telling her to love herself. It's telling her to go back and question what if, uh, and I don't know okay. why, but it's just funny that I did it as a question. I feel like there's a difference there. Cause there's, it is, I think the process really starts with questioning and gaining that awareness, but okay. So another one, um, would be to have fun, have yeah, so much fun and find gratitude. And that, that is something that I've done since then. In fact, I think that was really my goal for this year. Uh, when we started the coaching this year, like, okay, new, new bitch energy. What are we going for? Fun. Yeah. And just remembering to have a good time along the way, because life is way too short to be so damn serious. Yeah. And um, yeah. So to just kind of have fun with it and I, you know, in Toastmasters, we're trying to get rid of, rid of the crutch word. And so it's another little oh, side note, what are you <laughs> a little side note for Toastmasters. <laughs> I watched this uh, guy give a sales presentation once. God, it was probably 2000 years ago. Let's just say years ago. Um, I don't want to go get an awesome. I really, specific I now. really do think your podcast should be years ago, but go ahead. <laughs> years ago with Michelle. Um, yeah. And he said, he said this uh, line, he said, anytime you use the word, but in a sentence, you're, you're canceling out the first part of the sentence, which for sure is true, but I still when I write a sentence with, but I'm like, and he would always say just to use and instead of, but, but sometimes it sounds oh. ridiculous, but it's funny that that one sentence really stuck with me all these years. And I think about it even now when I write, but yeah, just that is say, good Ch- yeah. change. If you're, yeah, if you're writing or speaking and using the word and instead of, but is always better, but I use and as like a punctuation mark. I did think of one more thing yeah. <laughs> that one phrase that really helped me is it's time it's just time oh yeah 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 and I think there's a lot of people out there that like you kind of you maybe you've been in that critical space maybe you've like looked in that that mirror of accountability so to speak and recognize like hey I I'm forgetting to fill my own cup I mean, that's really what I was doing was forgetting that my my needs are important that me being my own best friend is important and and just deciding like, that's what I would go back and tell her, like, it's time to make a difference. Yeah. It's time for it's more. Just time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because I have whole thing about time, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just time and in catching yourself in that moment and just be like, it's time. We don't beat ourselves up anymore. It's time. It's just to time go ahead something and else, right? go ahead and hit post. Yeah. Go ahead yeah. and do this. Go ahead and, you know, try something new, go ahead and buy that skincare I'll throw that in there <laughs> yeah and buy that yeah. lash boost so lauren sells rodan yeah. fields is it rodan yeah. and fields or rodan fields rodan and fields it's two doctors dr rodan and dr oh, yeah. fields they, they were the ones that, that created proactive boost. and now they have uh rodan and fields skincare but yeah the lash boost is the bomb product and that's what i tell people is like 20 seconds a day what would that be like what would that be if you just spent 20 seconds a day doing something to practice the joy of taking care of yourself. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, this has been really interesting. I'm so glad you had this idea. It's a lot of fun and yeah, it's time. It's a good one. Like, right. It's time. I think that one even Jesus, I just about fell out of my chair. (laughs) That would have been phenomenal. Like it's time for messy action. It's time to love myself, even though it does not feel very good. It's time to just start doing the things I keep thinking about doing. Like you could use that a million different ways. Yeah. 
So yeah. fun. Well, thank you, Lauren. And on that just... note, it's probably time to, for me to stop talking. So <laughs> no, it's great. It's going to um, be like a seven hour episode. So no, fun. I don't, I haven't paid. And what's fun is we haven't paid attention to the time at all of how long we're talking. Maybe you have, I don't know. No, but, no, clue. Um, but no clue. anyway, thank you for having me on. And it was fun to just have this conversation. I hope people enjoy it. Yeah, you're very welcome. And if you guys can relate to Lauren and her story and how she felt back in the day, or even what she's going through now, for sure, follow her on Instagram. She shares really fun content. She has a very influencer vibe, I think. Um, and I will link her Instagram in the show notes. And yeah, Lauren, I've loved getting to know you over the years. I knew there was another woman in our little trio there when we sat down. I, for, I don't even remember her name, though. Um, but you and I quickly became buddies. And I think the first thing we talked about was time. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Um, but I'd awesome. love working with you. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're we'll welcome. Talk soon. All, right, All right, guys. Bye-bye. Um, rate it, review it, do whatever you're supposed to do to podcasts and we'll see you next week.